Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. He's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the man who knows it all. By the way, Newt Gingrich at the bottom of the hour in a global cooling, global warming, global climate change lunatic coming up in our next hour but first jamie dupree how are you sir all right sean how you doing today you know the big i'm actually glad we survived into our second hour of the program today because if you listen to the global warming alarmists and and the people at the summit i i don't know if i'm going to survive the next second the next minute the next hour the next day it's that alarming the president said it's hard to think about any other problem that's tougher than this well, I guess um, I'll repeat for you what I said yesterday, and that is he can come back saying whatever he wants from Paris. Uh, but the uh, you know the fact is the votes weren't even there when the Democrats ha- held uh, both the House and the Senate while he was president. Remember those first two years, they were able to get that uh, cap and trade bill through the House of Representatives, but never ever even brought it up for a vote in the Senate. So he can talk about doing a lot. It's going to have to be done administratively, but not through the Congress. Uh, by the way, I love when you start saying there are limits on his power because supposedly he told us 25 times there were limits on his power with executive action on immigration, but he went ahead and did it anyway. Uh, there are limits. I mean, remember the Supreme Court uh, wrapped him for those recess appointments. Now, the the immigration issue, I assume at some point, uh, let's see, the Supreme Court has been asked. That's right. They've been asked to look at that case. So it is possible that that could come up before the high court next year, right during the presidential race. And if that's the case, then, boy, that would be an awful big case to be argued with a decision coming in the in the summer of next year. Now, I know there were strategies that were released today against the Islamic State and apparently top military officials and the talk is that they want to get more aggressive but mike morell uh literally the the former cia director said that the reason we didn't bomb the oil wells that isis controls is we didn't want to do environmental damage but it's we'd rather the we'd rather isis have the money from the oil than to destroy the oil well well, today uh, there was a hearing uh, with they had the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs appearing before the House Armed Services Committee, and uh, the Republicans, uh, you know, one after the other, all told the the military basically that they think more needs to be done in terms of attacks on the Islamic State. At one point, I think it was uh, Randy Forbes, if I remember correctly, Congressman, uh, asked the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs directly, you know, is the Islamic State contained? Because uh, that was uh, let, the President. Let me play it. I actually have it. So oh, let sure. me let Go me ahead. play it for people. Have we currently contained ISIL? Uh, we have not contained ISIL. Have they been contained at any time since 2010? Uh, tactically, uh, in areas they have been. Uh, strategically, they have spread since 2010. So he's yeah, basically ba- yeah, he's confirming basically what Diane Feinstein said. Exactly, and I, I think uh, that would find wide agreement that uh, while there have been uh, successes against the Islamic State in taking out some of their leadership and taking out some of their people with drone strikes, and that there's been some rollback in the area that they that they uh, are in charge of over in Syria and Iraq, they are not contained in that mode, as the president said right before the Paris attacks. Now, that being said, uh, the uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the Secretary of Defense used a term today that the president used the other day when he had the the leader of France at the White House, that they, the U.S. is ready to accelerate its strikes 
against the Islamic State. Now, there were no parameters given, Sean, like, well, we're going to step up the number of attacks by 20 percent or 40 percent or something like that. But that right before the Paris attacks, as the president in indicated last week, that the military had given him a plan to increase the rate of attacks and strikes against the Islamic State. So it was a defense again today by the, both the president in Paris and by military leaders. But I think and it's important to point out this is a direct contradiction to the president's comments the day before oh, the sure. Paris attack. Well, and that's why uh, Congressman Forbes asked it that way, using the word contained, because certainly it goes directly against what the president said several weeks ago, ironically. It was just, it was the afternoon uh, before the attacks, right? I, th I think that's when the, the interview was done. So, yeah, uh, look, at this hearing today, you could just feel uh, the skepticism from Republicans as they just argued that why aren't we doing more against the Islamic State? As the chairman of the committee said, uh, we should be doing, let's imagine that the Islamic State has struck New York or Washington. We should be attacking them with that level of vigor right now to make sure that that does not happen. There was a great article today that the Achilles heel for Hillary Clinton is a guy by the name of James Comey, the FBI and director. I think you'd have to agree with that. I mean, uh, look, we've talked about it, that about the only way that I see her being derailed is if the FBI decides to go after her on this email situation. Uh, yesterday, the latest batch of emails, I thought what was really interesting, Sean, was the fact that the Clinton team obviously knew that those emails were coming out on the 30th of November. They had Hillary Clinton scheduled in D.C., for three fundraisers and a foreign policy speech. That tells me they're not even worried about what's coming out from these emails because they would have her in D.C. hours uh, at the same time that the State Department was releasing this stuff. But I'd have to agree with that article, as we've talked about before. The fact that the FBI is involved in investigating this, it doesn't guarantee, again, I'll, I'll couch this as I've said it before, if you're if you're banking on an indictment of Hillary Clinton like a little kid is banking on getting a big gift for Christmas, it doesn't always turn out that way. But I don't think James Comey is somebody that anybody can predict. He's always been an independent operator, and I don't mean that in a negative well, way. Well, told the story how when I believe it was uh, Alberto Gonzalez was going to see John Ashcroft in his hospital bed that Comey raced over there. If you've never heard that story told by Comey before Congress, it is an absolutely gripping story that I... I, I it wasn't and he's a his... Republican appointee. And he oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think that he told it maybe at his confirmation hearing, if I remember correctly, and he told it once before, I think. It's an absolutely fascinating piece of insight into how you know, some things sometimes work. And Comey is seen as somebody that will stand up to both parties, so he is definitely well, a wild card is, for Hillary Clinton. Comey made headlines by rushing to a Washington hospital to prevent the White House counsel, Alberto Gonzalez, from getting a bedridden attorney general, then at the time John Ashcroft, to sign off on reauthorizing the domestic surveillance program. It's the moment that made Comey's reputation, and it kind of underlines why Republicans and Democrats expect that he's going to call the the Clinton email investigation as he sees it. And it, it went on to explain uh, that Comey and Obama have disagreed on the Ferguson effect. Obama mocked Republicans for being scared of widows and orphans in the debate of accepting Syrian refugees. And Comey, in spite of that, told Congress that national security officials cannot effectively vet all of the refugees with terrorism ties, and he favored legislation to change encryption law throughout his yeah, career. I mean, well, he has, in, in fact, in recent months, he has really been raising the red flag 
uh, in the Congress and outside and saying that the Congress needs to back away from less surveillance and make sure that the tools are there to uh, to keep after terrorists because he's worried that some of these recent uh, encryption advances that you can buy off the shelf and use with regular cell phones are really going to hurt the FBI and, and U.S. intelligence in the long run in terms of finding terrorists and stopping them. It's obviously still, still a point that some like Rand Paul and the Republican Party don't agree with. Let me ask you about what Senator Jeff Sessions of Alabama was warning today that this plan for next year's fiscal budget to put it into a huge omnibus spending bill that it's going to give Obama a blank check uh, for his open-door immigration plans and his bid to settle thousands of Syrian refugees in America. He said it's currently written this year's appropriation bills, which will be combined into a catch-all omnibus by December the 11th, amount to a blank check for the president to carry out his refugee resettlement plans. And he pointed out not only will the president be allowed to bring in 85,000 refugees, including 10,000 from Syria, all refugees are eligible for lifetime government assistance and can draw f funds from Social Security and Medicare at Americans' expense as it is written. Well, the, but that's not anything that would be funded in the yearly budget bill, so I'm not sure I would agree with that kind of representation because I think that kind of stuff is in current law. Well, more than 90% of recent Middle Eastern refugees are on welfare, he says. And uh, on I don't know about that, but I, I know that the I would I I just can't imagine that the yearly uh, numbers for refugee resettlement is included in the yearly budget bills. I don't think that's that's so, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, in a sense, I, I just I'm the just term telling, I'm reading directly from his press release. I I, I understand the term blank check. I think um, I, I'm I'm just not sure that I would agree with that, only because. If uh, in terms of immigration policy, yes, he can do with immigration policy whatever he wants, but it's not provided for in these budget bills. It won't have a line that says you're going to spend this much on Syrian refugees or anything like that. Let me ask you, how funny is it that Donald Trump is talking about charging CNN five million dollars for the next debate? to give the money to the wounded warriors. Did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, he's been talking about that for a while. He mentioned it last night at his rally in Macon, Georgia. He's mentioned it before, threatening CNN. I'm not sure he's been really that serious about it, been threatening to boycott any future debates, arguing that he brings so much star power to it that he creates all kinds of revenue opportunities for the networks. But yes, he did mention it again. That debate two weeks from today, I see we're going to get a, a, a new poll, a national poll from Quinnipiac University tomorrow morning, so we'll get a better idea of where where this race stands. I tell you, the, the, the sort of the invisible fight, and it's becoming more visible now that's out there, is more and more you see Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio taking jabs at each other. And I just think that that is starting to develop into much more of a serious kind of back and forth because uh, really at this point in time nobody else is coming up from the 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 group that's far back sort of the Jeb Bush and Carly I, I, Fiorina I would argue and others. that if this remains the same then it's going to be a battle between Trump Cruz and Rubio yeah I think that's what a lot of people feel that maybe there's been a loss of traction for Ben Carson we'll see in tomorrow's poll whether or not that's the case but uh, Rubio and Cruz Rubio especially has been needling Cruz over his stance on immigration and the and the, the Rubio people really trying to remind folks, as we've talked about before, that Cruz is not on the same page as Donald Trump in dealing with the 11 million people who are here in the U.S. illegally, that he hasn't really taken a position on whether or not they should be allowed to stay. Well, I have Cruz on tonight, so I'll ask him about both those things. Yeah, in the past, he sort of hedged and said he'd rather that they stay but not be put on a pathway to citizenship. You see, Obama told the people of Paris that, quote, this just doesn't happen in other countries. He was talking about a mass shooting. He said it in Paris, Jamie.
We just had uh, 130 deaths in Paris, and that's on the heels of Charlie Hebdo in Paris. And he did say today it was the first time that he'd really made a direct comment about the Colorado shootings. The president, again, calling for action on gun control. The vice president, as we talked about that, saying it yesterday. Uh, the Democrats today uh, calling for the uh, the uh, abandonment of this special committee that's investigating Planned Parenthood in the videos. It's obvious to me that the Democrats have decided from the White House on down to the Congress that they're going to try to emphasize guns and gun control. I think this is sort of interesting, Sean, because it's not that they've gotten away for it or stopped believing in it but I just sense that they have decided they want to be much more upfront and much more aggressive and proactive on this issue which frankly in recent years has not trended in their favor one of the things that came out in the new emails is that Hillary Clinton suffered mental impairment after a 2012 concussion uh, and uh, you know at times she had to turn to her staff to help remember her own actions and in a January 25th, 2013 email titled in Benghazi, she appeared unaware that the department was warning Americans not to travel to the embattled Libyan city. Uh, a couple of weird instances that, that uh, came out and some revelation that this was worse than reported. Uh, if I remember, though, at the time, there were some who weren't sure, who were a bit suspicious about the uh, the report of her being injured and didn't really know if it was the truth. But it seems from some of these emails, uh, didn't they reach out to the NFL uh, to find a concussion Roger expert, Goodell. I think? Yeah, yeah uh, to see if they could find somebody to deal with that. So one, let's see, there's two more batches of emails due out, Sean, one at the end of next month and then one about a week. How many are the now deemed classified? I, I got close to a thousand. I think it's close to a thousand. I, I I think 999 was what I was yeah, told. Yeah, that's what I read like last. That. Yeah. yeah. And did you see Ram Rombo Deadfish? Now, remember, he could have released that video of that shooting death before his recent re-election. Listen, I think this is a huge so. story, I, the huge story to find out what was going on behind the scenes. And uh, I have a feeling that the firing of the police chief in, in, in Chicago may just be sort of the start of this. It'll be very interesting to see what comes out. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. See you, Sean. All right, thank you, sir.